Welcome everyone to the Motive Podcast. My name is Shaden Bertinoli. I'm a licensed therapist and the owner of Motive Academy, where we have online courses and therapy and therapists and group therapy and all that you can think of that way. So um, welcome back. I, I've had some really cool response from the, the episode before about fighting. And uh, if you haven't listened to it, I really hope that you would. Uh, if the title of it overwhelmed you or uh, pushed you away, give it a shot because I said I'm calling you out. Do you want to fight? And uh, But I've had a, a lot of good response from that. And honestly, to hear people tell me that they needed it and that they needed to wake up, they needed to know that honestly it's the light inside of them that they're running away from most of the time that it's just been cool to see. And, and I, and I, I know that we all need a, a pick me up at times and someone to kind of kick us in the butt and get us in gear. And so I hope that did it for you. If it offended you, um, I, uh, I, I don't think I'm going to apologize. I, I think that's, that's something you got to work through because I had no ill will intended. That is for sure. So I, I want to share a story with you. So I, uh, when I was young, and I was probably, how about I was 14? So about 14 years old, uh, I went uh, I went fishing with uh, one of my, I would say, friend, father figure, mentor, you know, people in my life. He took me fishing, and, and we had a great time. We were trolling, and I think I actually caught one of the biggest fish I've ever caught with him, and just having a good time. His name's Wayne. And uh, so Wayne is, Wayne is someone who, I don't think you would mind me sharing, but he he's one of the most just down to earth people that I've, I know he, he's gone through a lot in life and, uh, went through early battles of cancer that, uh, left him in a lot of ways, like numb, um, from the neck down and, and many, in many places in his body. And, um, as a young father, basically had to choose to, to do some really radical treatments or basically die and, uh, taught him a lot. And so he's been a, he's been an important man in my life, especially since my dad passed away. And, and was even before, and I can tell that God put him there in my life so that when my dad did die, that uh, Wayne would be there to help me. And, and if you're listening to it, Wayne, you know how much I care about you. And, and so I know you'll remember this, Wayne, but so we're we're fishing, and we get out, and we were just in this little, like, you know, whatever, 14-foot aluminum boat, and we get out of the out of the boat, and we park the boat, get it on the get on the trailer and and then we're grabbing the stuff out of the boat to put in the back of the truck so we can leave. And, and Wayne, uh, to his, uh, you know, by accident. So he, he had this big tackle box and he, that had probably, you know, those ones you open it up and it's almost like you could, you, you know, you could fit, <laughs> you could, I bet you could fit like a thousand different, you know, lures in there. And it's just, it was just a big, a big tackle box. And he grabs that thing to pull it out of the boat and yanks on it and the lid was not shut and when i tell you that sparkly things went flying everywhere that is an understatement like it it went everywhere and as any anybody that's fished when you it's one thing to you know it's one thing to drop your spoon and pick it back up and wipe it off it's another thing to drop silver little hooky things with hooks all over them everywhere and it like i said it went everywhere and so, you know, it all happened so fast, but the, the, the reason I'm telling you this story is because of what Wayne said. 
So it, he, he, he yanks that thing up, and I, the words that come out of his mouth are, well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> and it, it makes me laugh every time I think about it because I remember being in shock of like, that's your response? Because think about how you would respond and think about how you've responded to many things in your life that are even less significant than that. I mean, not, and, and that's not a significant thing, but in that moment, you know, you're tired, you've been on the lake for a while, you want to go home and, and just get things ready and, and go. And, and, you know, he had me and I think somebody else with him. And it was just like this very, you know, just ready to go. And now we have to stay and we have to pick all this stuff up. Some of it, I think, may have even fell in the water. I can't remember. But how would you respond, right? And how, how, many, how many situations in your daily life occur that you make a much bigger deal out of than really needs to be? And if your perspective was correct, if your perspective was way more about the things that matter most, such as relationships and self-control and, and people and you know, how would you respond? Because I know for myself is that if I do that, it, I might, I might need to repent after, you know, like it's very easy to just cuss or, you know, just get upset, get really frustrated and, and kind of, you know, let that be this thing that, that really even could like change the course of my day. And, you know, in raising children, any of you that are listening that raise children, uh, any of you listening who are in your twenties that that have school going or meeting new people, and you know you've got you've had COVID going on as well that that we're finally getting over in a way, but like how we respond is a is a is a is a is a measure of honestly what's going to happen for us in the future. Because the I love to hold my baseball in front of people in session and say you know this baseball kind of has like this infinite amount of perspectives that one could look at it. You know, it's a circular sphere, and and so if you if we have this infinite amount of perspectives to take, why in the world should we take the one that that causes a lot of unrest or that causes a lot of, you know, pent up frustration and and just makes our life more difficult? And instead, what would happen if we could, even at the minimum, like Wayne just did, say, well, that was. That's unfortunate. And I, uh, you know, my, my cousin Corey, we were up camping this last week and he told me, he's like, you know, I think you sh- I shared that story with him a long time ago. And, and he said, you know, I think you should share that story on your podcast. I think it'd be, it'd be good. And I, and I, you know, he and I have talked about how, how hard it is as a dad in those moments to just like overlook those things and, and to, to, to respond in a way that just says, yep, that's unfortunate. And I know for myself that many of my relationships, especially with my kids, would be better and would would improve drastically if many of the things that go wrong on a daily and minute-by-minute basis could be responded to with, well, that's unfortunate. Because in all reality, 95% of the things that I overreact to are just unfortunate. And the reactions themselves do not equal the measure of the thing that happened. And I think that, that, uh, that self-control, that, 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 that decision even, just the decision to choose that is a big one. 
So I hope that when you're, as you're listening, that you'll take a moment and I want you to think about think about something in your life even today or even you know or in the last week that that you you know a situation happened something that maybe was out of your control or even maybe was in your control but still happened maybe somebody else did something and you overreacted and i want you to think about why why did you overreact And, and when, was your reaction actually more selfishly focused? Meaning, was your reaction focused on controlling your external environment because you couldn't control your internal environment? Because that's what happens for me. And now I want you to think about if you could, if you could go back, what, what reaction could you do differently? And now here's here's another way to look at it too. And it's it's a bit of a dramatic it's a bit of a dramatic example or setup, but it it works for me and it works for other people. So oftentimes there are people in your life that you have like I've talked about I think on the chicken episode a little bit that we've just like resent or that we have kind of put in this box as someone that we we're just like disappointed with. And and those those types of people, we tend to like focus on the things that continue to disappoint us. And then we get frustrated and we overreact. And so what I want you to do is I want you to think about that person. But that person that you struggle to be to have empathy with and to, to really have compassion for, I want you to imagine that they, you, you get a phone call right now as, as, as you're listening. And the phone call is, hey, so-and-so, I, just, I wanted to let you know that so-and-so uh, whether this is your child, your your spouse, a coworker, uh, I want to let you know they're in the hospital. They were just involved in a very serious accident, and we need you to get here soon. And then think about okay, now now knowing that this person's life is in danger, and then this little petty thing that that you overreacted to. What perspective do you have now? And if you really knew that that person's life could have been in danger just a few days after, how would you have reacted then? Would you have had more compassion? Would you have been quicker to forgive? Would you have been just more tolerant, you know, or maybe more curious about why they did the thing they did. Would it be less about you and, and more about them? Would you be more of a teacher than you would a punisher? Right? Would you be more of a of a of a of a cheerleader, a coach than you would even a, sh- a shamer? I don't know why, you know, when my, so when I was, when my dad was diagnosed with ALS, um, I'll never forget how clear of a perspective I was, I lived with knowing that he was going to die. You know, the doctor said that he had two years to live and, and I, so obviously getting this, this diagnosis of like a terminal illness, it put a lot of things right into perfect perspective of like what really matters and what doesn't. 
and I think, I think every day that's, that's the, that's such a big challenge we all have is to, how do we keep in perspective what matters most and what matters least? You know, just the other day, I, I was very tired. Uh, I think it was two days ago. I came home from work and just super tired. And, uh, my daughters had had this blue Play-Doh out and we bought our home, you know, a pre-existing home and the, the, the island in our, in our kitchen is, it has this, the granite countertop and nothing against any of you who don't have a clean cut granite countertop, but whoever put my countertop in had that like beveled, that beveled countertop where it's not super clean and it's like a rough edge. And I would not prefer that. I'll just say that. And my daughters showed me why, because they had, they had dried, they had this, all this Play-Doh stuck in those, all that dirty, that, that rough edge of granite. And I'm telling you, it was not easy to get out. And it was just like the last thing that, that I wanted to do. And, and it was about me cause I was tired and, and you bet I got frustrated. I got so frustrated. Like, why'd you do this? You guys know better. And you know, this is, this is like, you know, mom and dad are tired and like, you know, to, you know, to keep the Play-Doh on top of the, on top of the countertop. Why is it here? And it's on the ground. And my focus just went to all the negative, but then I can think, man, at least, you know, when I was in the first five years of my, of my marriage, my wife and I were praying to just even have one child. And I remember she and I having conversations about other parents who were complaining about their kids and how frustrated that made us because we would just have been happy to have a child as we went through six and a half years of infertility and how things change. And so I think, I think it's healthy for us to remember and to take time to humble ourselves by putting ourselves through little experiences, like I just said, of what would it be like if I didn't have them? What would it be like if their life was in danger? Was there a time in my life when, when this situation, I actually would have been so grateful because I, I didn't even have the opportunity for it to happen? There was a time in my life that I didn't think I was going to be a father. And that was so hard. And so I, you know, that, that word remember is a key is a, is a word that obviously is used a lot with that within, within my religion, especially, but it's, it's within a lot of the biblical and Christian religions of remembering certain things and how hard it is to just remember at times. And so I hope even, I hope that this, this little, you know, this little episode can help you to take some action and create this 10,000 foot perspective for yourself about what really matters. And when you find yourself getting sucked into the forest where you can't even see, you know, you can't see the forest or the trees and you're, you're really blind, finding your way that pulls you back out. And all I know is that for myself, what pulls me out to have a better perspective is always trying to see them from the the human that they are. And honestly, to have, uh, the focus of um, of what it would be like without them or if something did happen to them that was really difficult. It, it, that's, it's just what's worked for me throughout my entire life because, again, when my dad was diagnosed, that's what, that's what did it. Just knowing he was going to be gone, knowing my time truly was limited, 
it it changed very well what mattered and it's carried out through my, throughout my life and i and so whenever i find myself being sucked into simple frustrations i know that i know for a fact that's my red flag that my focus is in is in the wrong place and that i need to back out and have way more of an eternal perspective you know a perspective of of what truly matters and and it helps and so i hope i hope that uh I hope that this week, each one of you that, that are listening to this will take a moment and take the risk to look at a situation, and, and I dare you to say, well, that's unfortunate. And I know it'll help you. Just even try it once, and I wanna, I'm going to keep trying it. I've tried to implement that more and more in my life, but it's a, it's a profound experience to, fi- to hear yourself choose a perspective that is actually calming and much more realistic to the actual situation. Because again, most of the things that happen to us every day in the big scheme of things in five years from now, you won't even remember. And in, in, in even in a week from now, you won't even remember. But the reactions to those things from the people we love the most will be, and they can be remembered for a long time. And because relationships matter most, they deserve to be treated the way that we want to be treated, which is with kindness and mercy and forgiveness. And uh, so choosing that will be in your favor, I promise. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you again soon.